generally, if you don't have any motives, what good are you? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I look at, when you look at, um, I'm, I'm a comic book guy. So when you look at the superheroes, it's always the same thing. We're going to fight for freedom and justice. With the with the bad guys, they have real reasons and vision boards and plans. And they, they go out and they hire and recruit henchmen. Like, they're trying to make it work. You know what I'm saying? Superheroes like, oh, you know, I'll talk to the fish. You know, you have to have something to hold on to, mm-hmm. you know? And I think the thing that people think they're trying to find is their ultimate fantasy or their ultimate end goal. And what they're really trying to find is themselves. And that part of who they are, that is their gift. And once you find that, th- then, you know, it's all she wrote. Because once you got your gift, you can make money. Even the Bible says that. And I got an internship at 102 Jams in Greensboro. But the thing is, once I got in that building, I was like, oh, I can do this. You know what I'm saying? They're going to have to kick me out of here. You know what I mean? So uh, it was just finding a space where the, the things that I was interested in, I was able to make a career that aligned with that. So that's kind of what led me into the space that I'm in. It definitely wasn't money because it's deep nose. This ain't you don't go on the radio because you're trying to get rich. You know what I mean? So <laughs> it wasn't the money. It was more like it was more about the. the this is a, a career that is in line with the things that I love to do in life. You know, I fell back on engineering, but I just had this this sense of unfulfillment, um, and I knew I needed to do something else. And somewhere along the line, for me, it started turning into generational wealth. What, what do I have to do to create? You know, not just to be good for now and for, for my household now, but my kids and take care of their kids and their kids. So that, that's what I started looking at. It's the Empowerment Perspective Podcast, hosted by Demiso Josie and Mr. Kareem Spence. Stay empowered. Stay empowered. All right, welcome to yet another episode of the Empowerment Perspective Podcast. I go by the name of Dr. Demiso A. Josie alongside... Spence is here. And uh, Jamie's in the building, everybody. And Spence, Spence, how you doing, sir? You good? I can't complain, man. It's, it's, um, it's, it's a good day. You know, I had um, you know, watch... Kansas City Chiefs last night get dismantled. So, um, you know, my Buffalo Wild Wings. Shout out to Buffalo Wild Wings. You need to sponsor, sponsor the show. Um, you know, it didn't taste as good as they normally would, man, as I'm watching uh, Pat Mahomeboy run around the field, man. It was just, like, horrible game. That's awesome. I mean, I don't know about you, but I won $600 off of this this uh, Super Bowl block party. Uh, you know, you do the block joints. So I won $600 mm-hmm. off of it. My numbers were one and nine, and it happened to be the third quarter and the fourth quarter. So, got me six hundred bucks. I can't be bad at it. I can care less who won the game or whatever happened, but I got my six hundred. That's all I know. I understand what you're saying, man, but you know, I'm used to seeing people have like dominant performances and then get you know crowned MVP. Hmm. I'm used to seeing people like with designation of the goat. Like they, they the best has ever did. It's not even a whole lot of conversation about it. And mm-hmm. I, I don't, I, even though I respect Tom Brady, I don't, I don't feel that way, man. Two hundred passes, I just don't feel that way. Like that was a really good game, for MVP worthy. He got seven chips. That's why they give it. That's why they gave it to him. So I'm not mad at that. Jamie, how you doing over there? You good? Good. Yes, I'm also very disappointed in the game. And why are you disappointed? Because I did not win <laughs> anything. <laughs> You didn't win anything. All right, well, you can take pleasure in the fact that I won $600. So. 
great pleasure in that. About that. Um, I want to give a shout out to a man, Carson. Um, he had his picks. Um, unfortunately, he went with the Cheeks. Um, and, you know, the, the GOAT came through and did his thing. But I think my man Carson's got a future in this thing. He, he's definitely um, got his sports podcast or segments out there. And we actually have his dad on the show. We'll get to him in a minute. But shout out to Carson in the Windy City. I was doing the little temperature drink the other day. They said it was one degree out there in Chicago. I said, that's crazy. Remember when he was out there, Kareem, and it was like minus 30? Listen, they were still out there playing soccer. I said, man, who in their right mind to have their kids out there? You know, I'm a mandatory reporter, man. I felt the need to call the Department of Human Services and start telling those people. That's true. That was cold out there. So shout out to him. Uh, hopefully we can get him on again. Get some basketball stuff and some other sports in there. Just give him some exposure, you know what I mean, and get some practice out there doing his thing. But I do have a taken personal. Um, I recently stayed at a hotel, and I was checking out, right? And I was checking out, and I do the social experiment sometimes. I wasn't necessarily, like, I was leaving. So I wasn't dressed like I normally do. I had a hoodie on, some jeans on, had some snow boots on, right? So I was like, yo, my man, I'm checking out. I think the room was 241. And he had his head down at first. When I said 241, he looked up and looked like I was surprised. He was like, y'all leaving already in that room? And he looked at me like I wasn't supposed to be staying in that room. <laughs> like, I, he said, I've been taking a personal the fact that I make a decent living. And every once in a while, you know what I mean, I could um, go ahead and, and, and spend some money. So my man was like, yo, he looked at me like I did not belong there. So should I not, should I be taking that personal? I, I don't want to say this, man, but I, I have to say it. But it felt like this was another African-American first. And he was probably like, listen, you're the first person has ever stayed in that room. Why you want to leave? I mean, leave now. It was a brother, too, that was at the counter. It was a black guy at the counter looking at me like I did not belong in this space. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I kind of felt a little kind of some kind of way about it. Well, did he, did he hit you with like a Samuel Jackson voice? Like, yo, you ain't supposed to be here. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was like, why y'all checking out? I was like, I got to work. And then he looked at me like I was crazy. Like I shouldn't have a job on top of that. Like I didn't think I afford to be able to stay in a place like this. It's like, Tommy, you ain't got no job, Tommy. Where you going? You ain't going nowhere, Tommy. You got no job. That's funny. Jamie, should I be taking this personal? No, I, I think no. You should not take it personal. I think you should enlighten Enlighten others with what you're capable of doing, right? Uh, I, 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 <laughs> right? So I shouldn't run around and just be like, yo, I can do that. <laughs> Why not? I got it. I got it. That's funny. So on the previous podcast, we had my man Moody Black on. He dropped some knowledge in terms of how he uses his art to um, combat his depression. Um, we talked about mental health on that particular podcast, which was a, an important topic, but um he talked about how the, the medicine wasn't necessarily working for him, but when he found his poetry and, and his hip hop, he kind of used that to kind of balance it. I mean, what was your thoughts on that particular podcast? I, I was not only impressed by Moody just as a person, also his vocabulary, but his his genuine his genuineness to want to go out and help. Mm -hmm. uh, he, he wants to go out and, and talk about some of the things that he had to overcome, which is awesome. And not too many people have that much courage and or bravery to mm -hmm. be talking about some of the areas of weakness and then be able to give them a coping skill where so that they can actually manage some of the emotions that they're dealing with. Absolutely. So make sure you check that out. Jamie, what was your thoughts on that podcast about the depression and using art to, to kind of balance that out? 
Absolutely, you should use, I mean, I'm a big believer in, in using what's around you to help you overcome things, whether it's music, whether it's writing, whether it's doing some sort of art, you need to find something that calms you and use that. Facts, facts, facts. One of the things we talked about too is putting yourself around people that's going to support you and elevate you on that particular podcast. And that's stuff we talk about all the time on, on our podcast and with the Empowerment Perspective Group. But this time I had to decide that I wanted to reach out to some people that I put around me. Um, you know, two of these brothers are on here and we also have a special guest on that I'm going to introduce as well. But I got two of my, my, my dear friends from back home, uh, Mr. Randy Washington and then Kyle Santillian out, out there. That, that's Carson's father. We talked about it um, earlier. But um, these are two brothers that are in uh, different spaces. Uh, Randy Washington, I actually went to elementary school with, I went to middle school with, I went to high school with, he was my college roommate, and he's doing big things in the construction world, um, so I would like to introduce everybody to Randy Washington, how you doing, sir? I'm well, I'm well, how's everybody doing? Everybody's good. Also, yeah. coming from the Windy City of Chicago, another person that I grew up with, kind of my brother's age, a little bit older, but somebody I definitely looked up to, um, he actually got me into music in the basement uh parties and stuff and he was spending and doing his things down there and it's, it's it's just a great feeling to see this man's success right now mr kyle santillian how you doing sir yeah what's going on uh we had him on i believe it was season two he was on we went out to chicago we had him on we talked yeah y'all came out here we did a live on location yes it was on location so that was a big big thing um i'm also going to introduce um mr dave anderson he just popped into the building um, I was. If you're not on Clubhouse, make sure you hop on Clubhouse and then Colin, you can drop a couple of things and then you got some things going on in the Clubhouse as well. Um, but I was on uh, a talk that Kyle had, uh, I guess, set up and, and another guy was on there, Mr. Dave Anderson, he was, he was dropping some gems and I was like, yo, I have to have him on the podcast. Um, I believe he was a, a former radio personality, I believe in radio somewhere. And he also uh, is now known as the business bully. So Mr. Dave Anderson, how you doing, sir? Man, I don't have any interesting complaints. I'm just happy to be here, fam. How's everything? All good, all good. Thank you for joining us, for real, for real. So we want to do this like a like a roundtable discussion, kind of pop in um, and ask. I'm gonna we're gonna take the focus on on black male entrepreneurs because all three of you are representing spaces, um, obviously as, as black men that um, I think a lot of people can learn from. So we're a, a common perspective is all about bringing people. Um, you know, powerful information that can help them. So I'm going to start with Randy. You work, you you run a construction company, um, and we're big on the why here in the power perspective. So uh, all three of you, if you can kind of just answer, what is your why in terms of what you are doing? So Randy, I'm going to start with you. Uh, you're in construction. I think what's the name of your company? Um, our company is LSN Contractors and Construction Managers. Um, it's something that we started back in 2009. Um, and really for me, it was about, um, so I have to go a step before, uh, you know, the, the company. Um, for me, it was always about, you know, I wanted, to, I wanted to make money. I think that was everybody's motivation, right? I wanted to make money. So um, I pursued a career in engineering and also I was trying to be a football player and, you know, that ended up not working out. I thought I was going to be in the league forever, like Tom Brady or something like that, but um, that didn't work out. So, um, you know, I fell back on engineering, but I just had this, this sense of unfulfillment. Um, and I knew I needed to do something else. And somewhere along the line, for me, it started turning into generational wealth. What, what do I have to do to create, you know, not just to be good for now and for, for my household now, but my kids and take care of their kids and their kids. So that, that's what I started looking at 
Um, and then I had the opportunity to uh, start my own company and, and that's what I did. So for me, it was always about, you know, creating security for, for generations and, and doing something that quite honestly, our people don't really do enough of. Facts, facts, facts. Now, Kyle, you got into music early and like I guess you were on a previous podcast. So, but I want to know like, what was your why in terms of why you decided to uh, go the, the path that you are going on in terms of, of radio later? I think for me, um, I had to find a path that was going to be interesting something that I was into, you know, you was around back in the day when we was in the Ville, we was in the basement and everybody was, you know, I was DJing, everybody was rapping, the music was always a thing. Um, and like Randy said about football, I guess that's how we thought about rapping. We thought we was going to be in the game for 30 years like Jay-Z, but that ain't work out. <laughs> uh, so the closest thing to that, to be honest, the closest thing I could get to having a career where music was involved and I wasn't actually doing music was radio. So I had ended up changing my major to uh, radio and television when I was at Winston-Salem State University, and I got an internship at 102 Jams in Greensboro. But the thing is, once I got in that building, I was like, oh, I could do this. You know what I'm saying? They go ahead to kick me out of here. You know what I mean? So uh, it was just finding a space where the, the things that I was interested in, I was able to make a career that aligned with that. So that's kind of what led me into the space that I'm in. It okay. definitely wasn't money because as Dave knows, this ain't you don't go on the radio because you're trying to get rich. You know what I mean? So <laughs> it wasn't the money. It was more like it was more about the this is a, a career that is in line with the things that I love to do in life. Got you, Dave. If you could touch on that, like uh, a lot of people uh, that may look at radio, may look at certain aspects of TV and think that there's a lot of money that's involved in it. Like, what what does that space look like uh, for a young person? Uh, I'm gonna say that it's interested in radio, even though it's a little different now. Like, median median salary is thirty two thousand five hundred dollars. So, two hundred fifty six markets. Um, and when you look at it that way, and then you factor in the fact that each like when I was coming, I started, my, I started my career in 87, retired in 11, you know? And so when I was coming up, I, I came up before Clinton deregulation. And so you had an owner who owned like two or three stations or one standalone station, and you could make a decent living, get married to a market and going about your business. That, that ain't happening no more. Mm. You got people, you know, you got regional VPs, you got syndicated talent. Some of that's my fault. Um, you got, um, you know, a bunch of Isha boys and midday mommies. And so the, the market gets very narrow. And when the, the talent, you know, becomes so homogenized, yeah, there's no reason to pay you the big bucks. You have to be something short of phenomenal. Mm. Like, you know, maybe like a five foot assassin or something <laughs> like that. I don't, y'all could find one, you know, <laughs> but you know, it ain't too many okay. Kyle Santillians running around here. So for me, I retired because not so much because of the money aspect, even though that was a big part of it, mm -hmm. because they'll take your ideas from you and then go make millions off of your ideas. And, you know, some white man will attach his name to it, like that episode of Seinfeld. Like, you know, just you're a sidler. You just come along. So, yo, you know, that's my thing. And so I kind of got sick of that and I couldn't conform. So, it, you know, it was time. 25 years is a good run. Gotcha. I don't regret it. Uh, okay. <laughs> I want to. I want you to Dave, talk to. There's a young man out there right now. Um, now knowing that they're not going to get paid that much money. Like, how important is it to have a why in what you do, whether it's media or not? Just in general, or I in mean, gen generally, if you don't have any motives, what good are you? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I look at when you look at um, 
I'm, I'm a comic book guy. So when you look at the superheroes, it's always the same thing. We're going to fight for freedom and justice. With the with the bad guys, they have real reasons and vision boards and plans, and they, they go out and they hire and recruit henchmen. Like, mm-hmm. they're trying to make it work. You know what I'm saying? Superheroes are like, oh, well, you know, I'll talk to the fish. You know, you have to have something to hold on to. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think the thing that people think they're trying to find is their ultimate fantasy or their ultimate end goal. And what they're really trying to find is themselves and that part of who they are that is their gift. And once you find that, th- then, you know, it's all she wrote. Because once you got your gift, you can make money. Even the Bible says that mm. a man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men. And so. You know, my whole thing is if you want to do anything and you want to be great, don't get a job. Figure out, you know, what your passion is and then go for it. You know, I changed, I changed my wives like I changed my clothes. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But there's an overall, like there's a greater why and the greater why for me is legacy. You know, making my last name mean something. Right. I'm going to come back to that in the space of education. Um, mm-hmm. We'll come back to that in a second. But Randy, I want to go to you because you're in a space right now. Let's be honest. There are not a lot of Black uh, construction owners out there, at least in your area right now. And, and given uh, the cur- current climate that we're dealing with, like what are some of the pros and cons right now for you moving in that space? Well, so actually, one of the pros is that there are not a lot of, uh, you know, uh, black owned companies, but that's an issue, right? So it's something that can help promote my own personal business, but at the same time, it's helping us as a community because it's not, you know, I can't be the only one, right? So I'm, I'm doing things that are hopefully going to bring up the next generation and, you know, teaching my kids and they can, you know, go off and do their thing and, and hopefully make it even better. But um, that that's one of the biggest things for me. Um, you know, the cons are, you know, it's it, it's it's not our game, right? So it's something that when I come to the table, it's I'm already the outsider and I have to prove myself extra, you know, extra levels just because, you know, it's not something that we are typically, we're not in the seat of a business owner most of the time. And then when we look at some of the work that we do, you know, it's not only in my business owner, but, oh, you did that project. You know, you did the hard rock down in Atlantic city. You did this, you did that. So it's, you know, we, it's, then it changes the direction of the conversation a little bit. And, you know, now, now, now we're a little more relevant, but it, you shouldn't have to come with that big of a resume to, to be, you know, an important piece of a conversation. You should be, you know, they should want you at the table regardless. Mm-hmm. Listen, you should be taking it personal, just like that guy at the hotel. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm gonna take it personal. <laughs> you should take it that personal. Colin, I'm gonna move to you in a different space, right? Because like, you deal with a lot of social media um, things, and 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 you're um, in a space where, especially in the climate that we're currently in, going even with COVID, with George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and all those things, and you you kind of had to sort of be the voice of, uh, you know, the the leading voice in what was going on in in the world, like. How do you move in those spaces um, and, and not necessarily, as a black man, you're, you're, probably, you're definitely affected by everything that's going on. So how do you move in those spaces in social media and in your career, delivering a message that the people need to hear, but also kind of keeping your own emotions in tech? And I know sometimes you just, you, you black out and I've seen it, but <laughs> how, do you, how do you make that balance? I think honestly, at the end of the day, I don't know if that's my phone making the thing or that, but um, at the end of the day, I feel like 
one of the things I learned in radio early on was that you have to be yourself. You know what I mean? There's a lot of people that um, they might be one way when they're at home and then they put on a persona to be on a radio or television. So I learned early on, like the best way to be on a radio is who you are in real life. And I, I bring that up now to say that <clears throat> when we're having these conversations about George Floyd or Breonna Taylor or countless other people that we've been dealing with in terms of injustices and the protests and things that are going on and we're addressing those emotions that people are feeling we're literally <clears throat> me and my co-workers we're just literally saying exactly how we feel we're not trying to say we better say this because that's what people expect or we better not say that because they don't want to hear that so to answer your question about how we deal with it we just let people know exactly how we feel um, I mean, honestly, it's the radio, you know what I mean? So you can't go on cursing people out or you can't, you know, do certain things that are going to put the company in jeopardy. You know, you have a line of responsibility, but at the end of it all and at the core of it all, you're just being yourself and you're saying how you truly feel and you're expressing how people like you feel. And that's what people really um, align and attach themselves to because then they feel like you're speaking for them where we're moving in the same direction. We have the same ideas and we're upset about the same thing. So it's not a, it's not a thing that I have to balance, so to speak. It's just, yo, how do I feel about this? All right, this is how I feel and we're gonna say it. I got you, I got you. I'm gonna stick with you for a second because there was a um, incident that we all are aware of in Franklinville that we, we talked about um, several times that, that was going on in there. Um, but somewhere in Delcy or across America, there's, young black males that are sitting there watching this, right? And then and they, they're um, experiencing different feelings and emotions, but the educational system that they're in may not be prepared to have that conversation with them. So I'm gonna go into education space here with you Kyle right now, because that's what we deal with here is like, how do you think like, think of your younger self, right? And you were in that situation and you were watching this unfold. Like, how would you expect the school system that's not, not, not the community, but the school system to respond to a, a situation like that, like as, as a young Kyle. I think um, how I would want the school system to respond and how I expect them to respond to two different things, mm -hmm. right? Because I, I think we're in the reality of it is a lot of, a lot of things that we want to happen, we don't see happen. Mm -hmm. um, I would want them to be um, protective of the students you know what I mean? That have been engaged with that kind of activity. I would want them to um, give the students a pathway to understanding and being able to express how they feel about what happened and be protected. All of that safe space conversation. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, I don't really expect that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And that's the sad part about everything that we're dealing with. A lot of things that we want to see happen, we know that through the history of these things happening over and over and over again, we get to the point where we don't even expect it no more. Y'all going to be who y'all going to be. Right. You know what I mean? So we have to find other ways and other avenues and other support uh, just for us to really carry on and, and, and make sure that we're doing okay amongst ourselves. Got you, got you. Now, Dave, I want to um, blend in education with, there's a young person sitting in the classroom again that's saying right now, you're telling me that I can be successful. I can be anything, you know, I want right now, but I have to deal with all of these pressures that are coming. I have to deal with, you know, the things that are happening in society right now. Like, how can you approach a conversation with a young person, specifically a black male, and, and have them be able to handle those things, but also be in a space of preparing for their future or building for their future? 
Well, that's a simple conversation, seeing as though, Doc, I don't really believe for most people, unless you're going to be doctor, lawyer, architect, engineer, accountant, I don't really feel like the education system is any good. And I can say that after holding five degrees, being the son of a, of a uh, Ivy League uh, graduate and HBCU graduate. So when I say what I say, I'm not saying it as if I had a problem in school because I did not. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is the education system hasn't changed in 137 years because it is designed for industry. It was not designed for independent thinking. It was designed to make people conform. So you're trying to tell a black man in every walk of life, when he turns on the TV, he should dress a certain way. Martin Luther King, Medgar Evers, um, all these black men who have been, uh, who were killed during civil rights were all wearing suits. So it's not, a, it's not a just for success conversation. It's not any of that. We do not, we've traded in our ingenuity for a piece of parchment. And if you think I'm lying, give me five inventions that you know of in the past 25 years that black men have invented. Mm -hmm. Go. I'll spot you the super soaker in the Chrysler 300. Oh. What else you got? <laughs> Took my so when you break it down that way, you know, like, what do you got? But we invented, we invented math, we invented ice cream, we invented the mailbox, we invented the stoplight, we in, invented blood transfusion, we invented open heart surgery. We, like, we continue to invent all of these things. And then when it switched from ingenuity and in, in, in an industrial uh, type of situation to go get these degrees that are completely worthless and are exorbitantly more expensive than every other superpower on earth. Now it's how do you reach the children? Well, you stop telling them to sit down and shut up and pull their pants up and start asking them what do they want to be right now? Mm. I started my career at nine. You couldn't tell me what do you want to be when you grow up? I had a contract while people who were twice my age were looking for jobs. Mm -hmm. So you, you set your kids up for failure by treating them as if they can't do anything before they become grown, then you don't even teach them how to write a check. Mm. You got to talk to, to young black men like what they are. They are prisoners of war and uh, subject to constant experimentation by a system that does not respect them. And for you to think, not you, but generally, um, for you to think that you're going to get an education that's going to enrich you from people who have chosen to go out of their way to oppress you for the better part you know, uh, 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 500 years is not only ridiculous, it's willfully ignorant. Mm. So I, I tell them to go for it because there are no limits. We've got EDX, if you just gotta have some education. If you got 10 racks, which you, you, can, you can get to go to hair school or nail school, or you can go take a Harvard, uh, you can take the Harvard business uh, uh, program. If you know how to get your DUNS number and get an EIN, you can go ahead and build a business and you don't need to go all that rigmarole that puts you in debt that puts you in the bottom of earners out of everyone in america so that you can go right into the system that makes you a slave again mm -hmm. yeah no i'm not here for it got you Kareem. We, we talk about this all the time and we, when we talk to young people we do talk about um they're coming to us and say well i want to be a photographer i want to be a movie maker and we always say do it like there's nothing stopping you right and like dave said we've always said that there's only a handful of businesses where you actually need to be certified. Like, what are you waiting for? Right now, there's, a, there's so much information out there and there's so many people that could uh, give you information that to me, like there's young people that are out there that probably need to hear this. If you have that drive, you're inter interested in something, just like you said, go for it. Now, can we talk about that all the time when we talk to these young people? Um, 
can you expound on that a little bit in terms of what, what we do when we talk to these young people? Yeah, but, but first, I really want to commend Dave for what he said, because I couldn't find anything wrong with any of those statements because they pretty much are, are accurate. Um, and what you just said, me, so I think that part of the reason that we have become so passive as men and young men and even teenagers is because of the messages we receive when we're toddlers. And if we're not given that room to be creative like, like Dave was, if we're not given that knowledge, then what happens is that we become inherently, um, I guess, victims in prisons of war, like Dave said, to a system that has been trying to destroy us since day one. Mm -hmm. so, so, so part of the mission that we have is to educate and encourage them to take risks because they don't want to because they don't know how to, because they're afraid to. Like being a risk taker is something that is encouraged early in life. So every time you fall, that's not somebody chasing and saying that, hey, you need to get right back up. But no, you need to get back up in a stern voice so that you can actually continue to grow. Like not all pain is bad. Sometimes you need to fall so you can get back up on your own. So that when you fall later on in life, you realize, man, I need to get back up. So I think that the message that we receive when we're younger pretty much inherently prevents us from doing some of the things that Dave was talking about, which is to be creators of our own destiny. Got you, got you. Kyle, I know you got to go, so I'm going to be respectful of your time, but I got this one question for you, um, and I'm going to ask everyone else too, but what's one piece of advice that somebody gave you that still sticks with you to this day um, regard of, uh, in regards to the, your career or anything like that? What's one piece of advice that somebody gave you that you kind of still live by? I struggle finding that piece of uh, advice. It's funny because when you asked me that, it was like the opposite came to my mind. And the opposite was when I was told a couple, there's a couple of different examples, but one in particular, when I was told because of how I thought I would never get a job in radio. So it really was the opposite. It was kind of like, you know, I'll just break down the whole situation. You know how we grew up, man. We was listening to underground hip hop. You know, Power 99 was cool, but we was listening to WPRB, Thursday Night Vibes and Vapors out of Princeton. You know what I mean? They playing, you know, you know what it is we was on. So we wasn't really on radio music. And I remember as an intern, you know, me being young in the game, not really understanding how the industry worked, but I was complaining about the music. Like, why are we playing this and not playing that? We need to be doing this and not doing that. And a dude said to me, see, that's why you'll never get a job in radio. Mm. Da, 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 da. And I remember I just sat with that. And I was like, yeah, all right, watch this. You know what I mean? And then there was another time. Um, it was my first night on the air. And I don't even remember who the dude was. I think he might have been another intern that was with us or whatever. And I was super, this is my first time doing a shift by myself. And I remember I was super nervous. So, you know, I wasn't coming off on the radio like I do now. I was nervous. I was a little reserved. You know what I'm saying? I probably, my voice was probably shaky and all of that. And I just remember the dude commenced to tell me how terrible I was. <laughs> so it was just another, it was just another motivating factor in, for me to be like, all right, watch, I'm gonna show y'all. Like, you know, I just remember I stopped and I looked at him like, all right, man, like, all right, F that, watch. And right. I think those kind of moments have been a little bit more motivating for me than some of my other moments, you know what I mean? So 
I know that wasn't really the question, but those were the things that came to mind when you asked that question. No, it's, it's good. I mean, we talk about being uncomfortable. Like you got to be in spaces where you're uncomfortable to grow, right? And then when we the way we grew up, was we weren't taking no for an answer, right? If we wanted to do something, we just won't go ahead and, and do it until yeah. we couldn't do it anymore. Never mind. You telling me that I can't do something was more of a push than than exactly, you, right? and that was my whole point exactly. But uh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, I, I want to respect your time, so you know, I know you got to rock out of here, but uh, definitely appreciate you. Make sure you tell uh, Carson we said what up. You know what I mean? Yeah, and doing all that stuff. So thank you, bro. I appreciate you. No, I appreciate y'all, man. Peace, Jamie, Kareem, Dave. I'm gonna talk to you, Randy. I need to reach out to you, bro. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna get your number from me, so I'm gonna holler at you. All right, definitely. Good seeing you, bro. All right, All right good to see y'all. Y'all take it easy. Randy, Randy, I'm going to jump in real quick. What's one piece of advice that somebody gave you that you kind of still live with? So I, I can approach it the same way that uh, that Kyle did, but, you know, there was, I can I can look at that from both sides. So one of the things that my mom used to always tell me is be consistent and be genuine. Um, and she would always say, you know, if you go do it. Um, so that always stuck with me. And, and similar to Kyle, you know, we, growing up, I was always the bad. So statistically speaking, I wasn't the one supposed to be sitting in the chair that I'm in right now because, you know, I mean, you, you know how some of the things we used to do, but uh, That's right. so in, in that regard, you know, people from people from my past look at it and like, wh how, how did you do that? How are you where you are now? But it's, it's be consistent, be genuine. And if, and because I set that goal, you know, if you want to do it, go do it. It's any, anything is possible if I'm sitting here where I'm sitting today. And, and that's, that's a fact. I kind of feel like though, like the, the, I'm gonna call it the jungle. The jungle kind of taught us how to, to maneuver in, in these corporate spaces or in these spaces that, you know, we want to quote, weren't supposed to be it. Um, right, right. For me, it was just a matter of flipping the lens. I've learned everything that I learned basically business-wise and just being able to flip what, you know, I mean, the, the language and the flip, the, the things that I've learned into, into those different spaces. And at the same time, maintaining some authenticity all the way through it. But I think getting your your, your nails dirty in that, that climate is, is it's transferable, right? It's just a matter of when you're taking that space, right? Um, Dave, what are some advice that somebody gave you that kind of sticks with you to this day? Wow. Um, I would say that my mom would say to me, you know, um, be yourself because everybody else is taken. You know, no matter what, you got to be who you are. And, you know, for me, that has paid off well. You know, even if, you know, it's cost me certain things, like I don't want to keep a job that bad if me being who I am is a problem for you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like I'm in a constant growing, you know, toward love affair with my damn self. You know what I'm saying? And every day I'm learning something new about who I am. And I think we 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 poo-poo certain things because society tells us to. Society says, you know, be humble. Like, you know, even my man was like, he was like, yeah, you know, I, I shouldn't have to go in there with that resume. But the thing of it is, I have to go in there with that resume because when I go to Silicon Valley, there's nobody who looks like me. Mm -hmm. When I go to New York, there's there's very few people who look like me. When I'm out in LA trying to close deals, there's very few people who look like me. And then somebody will say, yo, Red Bull, that's that guy. Wendy Williams is that guy. You know what I'm saying? Like after that, because you have to make them respect you, they're not going to automatically do it because they mm -hmm. don't want you there. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so like, and, and I'm not saying that he's not, what I'm saying is that there's a certain thing that 
I feel like you need to have in order to be successful. And that is a clear and present knowledge of who you are at your core at all times. And, you know, that's what I took from, you know, be yourself because everybody else is taken. Like that, that to me is the most important thing. Like I don't want to, I never wanted to be like Mike. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be like the ultimate, like if you've ever seen, um, oh God, I almost called it um, Dragon Ball Z. Like he's always trying to level up. Mm-hmm. Goku's always trying to level up. I'm trying to get my power level over 9,000, you dig? Because there's a there's a different form that requires a certain level of skills. And so that's what it is for me. Right, got you. And I'm going to stay there for a second because there's a lot of people that um, may be building their businesses right now and they may be getting some level of success. And I always say that obtaining success is the easy part. Maintaining it to me is the hardest, the hardest part. So let's speak to that person that, that has gotten some level of success. Now... We are in a situation where we're in a pandemic. Things are starting to slow down. Like, what are some tools that people can use to maintain that level of success uh, with whatever space that they're in? And I'll throw that question out to both Dave and Randy. But Dave, if you could take that first. Sure. A couple of quick things I want to clarify. The first thing is this. A pandemic is only slowing you down if you're not creative. Mm-hmm. If you're a traditionalist, kill yourself. You're, you, you are not made for this. I did three and a half times the money I did in 2019 and 2020 during a pandemic without me traveling all over the place. That's one. Number two, this is the most captive audience in our lifetime. Ain't nobody going anywhere. Who you compete with? Ain't nobody going to the games. Mm. Ain't nobody going to the restaurant, can't go to the club. So now you have an opportunity to show who you are. This is this is literally a, a, uh, a masterclass in social Darwinism, meaning that survival of the fittest you know, but we're talking about mentally and fiscally, meaning mm. financially. And so I think that if you start pushing yourself in a different way and looking at how you can be impactful, oh, 35 other people are doing what I'm doing. Yeah, but they're not doing it like you. Find your find your special sauce and, and, and make that stick. I think that you can go ahead and make it happen. Now, sustaining success, to get to that part of your question, then I'll shut up is you're always on a mission. At least I am as a business owner. I'm always on a mission to fire myself, meaning get my thing to the point where I can bring somebody else in who is skilled and talented to replace me. People's like, oh, Jeff Bezos is leaving Amazon. No dummy, he's not. Mm-hmm. He's the chairman. Vince McMahon didn't leave WWE. He's the chairman. He has other people in the C-suite to do the other things while he just signs off on them. You need to get your business to a point where you can fire yourself. There's no reward for doing it all yourself. You've got to find the people who can do the things so that you can focus on your core competencies, the main thing that you do, and then you make money because you're able to be creative in other aspects. And you can do that with with, with Filipino virtual assistants. You can do that with people who, um, who you trust. You know, you can do that with people you don't trust as long as you got contracts on them. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a million and one ways to make it happen in an, uh, in an, an environment where people um, are in a down economy, which means that you can get them cheap with high skills. Um, there's no excuse for you not to make it. You just have to start getting around people who have actually done it and stop listening to Cousin Winky in his basement trying to make rap records at 43 and <laughs> telling you that your idea is stupid when Winky has never seen the insides of five figures in his bank account. Mm, that's facts. It reminds me of Jay-Z quote when he said, everybody's a critic. They can show you how to do it, but they never did it. So that, that's a, a big, big uh, thing that I live by. I've you know, like, right. never been in this space before. So how are you going to tell me what I'm doing is right or wrong? Um, 
Randy, I want to go to you because right now, like, you know, you were, again, the pandemic slowed things down, but yet your company's still winning. You're still out there getting uh, awards and things of that nature. How do you maintain that level of success despite everything that's going on right now? So really for us, it was about, you know, we had, we reached a certain level of success early and then we just kept maintaining those contacts and relationships and continue to network and do things like that. Um, and one of the things I try to tell people a lot, so people always look at it like, all right, you know, you're doing X, Y, Z, and I know you, you're my homeboy, yo, put me down, let me, you know, hook me up. And, and I'm like, it, it doesn't work like that in real life. You know what I mean? This is, this is a whole nother level of, uh, of, of, you know, of things that we're talking about, but, you know, for, for somebody coming up, I think it's more uh, in line with, you know, have your fundamentals right. So just have your equipment and tools and instruct. Well, I'm speaking to my trade specifically, but, you know, have your equipment and tools and trades and go get your any certifications that you might be lacking and, you know, just put yourself in a position. So when you get that call, you know, you're ready to perform. A lot of people, unfortunately, they, they wait to get the call and then they say, and this happened just actually last week. Um, somebody that I'm trying to bring along uh, to, to give them some other work. And it's like, okay, well, all right, let me call. I, I dropped my insurance. So let me call back and, and get my insurance. But I got somebody else. I can run it through their company. That's that's bad business. We're already starting off on. You want to be in a position where, you know, you have your fundamentals and your foundation strong and everything in place so that when, when you get that call, you're ready to go. Got you, got you, got you. So I'm going to respect both Randy and Dave's time. We're going to do things a little different. Kareem and Jamie. So once they get off the call, we're going to do some reflecting on what we just what talked about. But um, Dave and Randy, one, I want to thank you for your time and being on and dropping some gems on us. Um, there's a lot of educators out here that needed to hear exactly what you guys were speaking so that they can have some conversations with the young Black men that are in their classes. Um, but also we do reach out to a lot of young Black men that are out there. So you guys are definitely giving us some, some gems. We appreciate that. So um, I just want to close with the two of you. Does anything uh, advice uh, that you would give, any last words that you would give to any young black male that's out there that wants to get into your space or wants to get into media or just wants to be successful in, gen in general. Um, Dave, I'll start with you. Any last words for, for those young men? Um, yeah, if you want to be successful, find out what, what's working, what hasn't worked, and then what's true to you. Um, I think it's extremely important for you to lay your own path out. You know, like there's certain things that are never going to happen again, you know, so you've got to find your own way. Like no one's going to sell 10,000 out of the trunk anymore and get a, and get a, a distribution deal with Universal. It's not going to happen. So now you have to find another way, mm -hmm. you know, um, no one is going to make $30 million a year, you know, reviewing other people's toys on YouTube. So now you got to find another way, you know, you have to find the, 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 the meat of the situation and then discard the bones of the past. So what I want you to do is focus on being innovative. There is nothing innovative about the traditional American education system. There are so many other uh, outlets for education. Um, I'm going to throw out just a couple of books that I feel like every black man should read. Um, let's see here. Before the Mayflower by Lerone Bennett. It's a must read. Um, Ivan Van Sertima's They Came Before Columbus. It's a must read. Um, shit, I want to plug my own. Um, Dave Anderson's Sell It Like Jesus, um, along with Pitch Close, Upsell, Repeat. You can get my books absolutely anywhere you read books. And aside from that, start listening to yourself, not what everybody else did. Um, and, and, and finally, 
don't live for other people's expectations because you only get to do this once as far as we know. You could come back as a butterfly, I don't know. But what I know is right now, no matter whether you're black, white, red, green, um, sick or diseased or, or perfect health, no one's getting out of life alive. So if you wanna live this thing, like live it on your terms, enjoy yourself, have some fun, be excited about what it is that you get to do. You know, value rest, I sleep, you know, ridiculously, you know, I'm a big believer in sleep and I'm also a big believer in fuck it. Excuse me, but that's just what it is. Um, you know, like there are days where it's just like, hey, Dave, you know, you don't feel like doing this today. Ah, fuck it. I'll do it tomorrow. And I can because I set up systems to make sure. Oh, fuck it. I'll do it tomorrow. That like, if there's one thing I want black people to really embrace, it's the concept of actual freedom. The freedom to not have to worry about how you dress. I'm sitting here in a polo, uh, in a polo sweatsuit and a, and a Wu Tang T-shirt. The end. I won. I don't have to dress up for anybody. I don't do anybody's proposals. I don't have to go like Oliver Twist. Please, sir, might you respect my endeavors? You know, I planted my flag in the sand, and there's nothing special about a kid whose life started off in the projects. It's just that I got exposed to different things, and then I went and found other things that made sense to me. And I always challenge the norm. You're the only way we're going to win is through innovation. It's not through handouts. It's not through. Um, it's not through sports. It's not through singing and dancing and rapping. It's through innovation because we're really good at performing and really horrible at management and production. So, you know, those are my thoughts. I feel like we're limitless because we're the original people. And I wish we would embrace that more and not be ashamed of it. And I wish we would turn off that idiot box sometimes and realize it's there to program us and really just do it and act like you don't know any better. You know what I'm saying? Just act like you don't know any better. Scientists can't figure out how a fat ass bumblebee can fly, but the bee don't know shit about science. Mm. So it flies in spite of aerodynamic, you know, hypotheses. So that's where I am. I just want my people to fly, man. I appreciate you and your time, Dave. Thank you for um, hopping on mm -hmm. with us, definitely. And um, stay safe out there and, and keep doing your thing. You, got, you definitely got some people that are need to hear what you're saying, and, and they're going to hopefully take it and fly and, and do some wonderful things. So keep on out there and pushing and, you know, God bless you and, and, and stay safe out there, brother. I appreciate you. Thank you. Randy, I'm going to turn to you. Um, any last closing words before we get out of here? Yeah, so one, the thing that I would say is just, you know, find something that, that you're passionate about and, you know, you'll never work another day in your life. You know, you find something you're passionate about and that creates your drive um, and then from there, I mean, the first thing you said to me tonight is, are you still in the office? Uh, it's no thing for me to be in the office because I love what I do, right? I love being here and I love, you know, everything I'm doing here. So find something that you're passionate about and, you know, you'll never work another day in your life and always believe and bet on yourself. That's, that's the biggest thing, because like I said, statistically, I mean, real rap, I'm not supposed to be sitting where I'm sitting. So but, you know, I always bet on myself and I always knew that, you know, I wanted to have a certain lifestyle and sustain a certain lifestyle and do better for my kids and their kids. So, you know, if by betting on yourself, for me, betting on myself, it, it was huge. It was something that was, you know, it, it's the difference. It was night and day, you know, betting on yourself and you can you can do whatever you put your mind to. 
That's dope. Thank you, sir. I definitely appreciate you mm-hmm. for being on and taking the time out. I know you got a busy schedule. But, um, you know, I mean, we definitely get in contact. You know how we ride. We, we, we about do for, you know, once this thing is over, you know. Right, I mean? right, 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 right. <laughs> and I got let, one let more thing. Go. That's only between me and you. You ain't got no mongoose in that bag. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I, I got to I'm going to hit you up about that, too. I thought I found that the other day, too, man. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. All right, bro, man. I appreciate you. And All right. Man, be safe. All right. Good to see everybody. All right. All right. So that was interesting. We did things a little bit different on this particular podcast. Got my man Dave Anderson out there, the business bully. You can check him out on IG, um, doing Twitter, all kinds of other different places. But um, he's got some things that he's doing. He's a business coach at this particular point. Um, And he moved in the media space and was transcending in that space. So big shout out to him. Kyle Santilli was on. Um, again, uh, number one rated DJ out there in Chicago. Uh, so those of you who are out in that area, he also does um, weekend overnight syndicated. So you in the Philadelphia area, he's on um, out here as well. So shout out to him and then my man, Randy Washington, the Ellison Construction. Uh, so I want to get both of your thoughts on what we just heard. It was a lot of information kind of thrown. We're kind of over the, all over the place a little bit, but uh, Kareem, what did you think about what, what everyone had to say? And what was your takeaway at this point? I mean, they, they, they touched on um, so much. So, I mean, they're very respectable gentlemen in their own rights. Um, and while all of them were different and coming from different backgrounds, had different stories, um, you know, they pretty much all touched on the same thing. You know, they, they talked about legacy. They talked about passion. They talked about creating their own space. Um, and more importantly, and I think um, Dave said it best, is, is that you, you want to have your own freedom at the end of the day, to be able to dress, walk, talk, whatever you want to do. That's that's true freedom, right. it's being able to do what you want to do. Um, so I think it was a lot of good information and hoping that um, people are going to listen, not only once, twice, but maybe three times um, to this particular podcast because the information was really good. Mm-hmm. And that's some kind of space that we walk into. Like when we go to conferences and things, like we dress like we want to dress. Everyone's all dressed up in suits and ties and we come in hoodies and, and mm-hmm. t-shirts. It's like, that's just what we are and that's how we, we maneuver. So being one, comfortable enough to do that when the mm-hmm. spaces where you ain't supposed to be <laughs> doing that. And then, and two, getting yourself into a space of, you know, you can either take it or leave it. And I, I kind of go in that mentality when I go into to interviews too. Um, mm-hmm. like, you take it or leave it at the end of the day. Jamie, what was your reflections on that podcast? I, they did say a lot of things. And I think that the biggest thing that I am taking away from what both of them said is that you're accountable for yourself. So regardless of where you start and what you have to overcome along the way, you're responsible for your own outcome. So what you put forth is going to result in what you get in the end. So it's really up to you. You're you're the bearer of your own destiny. It's based on how hard you're going to work to get to that final point. Mm-hmm. And then the parents out there, I think the thing that we touched on um, early is if your child or any teacher, if, if you know somebody that's interested, a young person's interested in stuff, let them fly with it. Like set up mm-hmm. a business for them and, and let them work through those things that they, they you know, are interested in. It's okay if they fail and bounce back and things of that nature. But I think as adults, we 
oftentimes go into this trap of we know what's right for these kids and you know they should be, be a doctor or a lawyer or whatever the case may be and that may not be right for them right and then sometimes we as adults have to get out the way and just kind of guide our kids and and guide these young people in any direction that you know they want um you know in my situation with my kids like my one daughter when slime was all the, the popping thing she wanted to do a slime uh convention and she was in slime. So I took them to Boston to a slime convention to see what it was like and tried to, you know, foster that into them. Unfortunately, fortunately, unfortunately, depending on how you look at it, slime kind of went, came and went, thankfully. Um, but uh, being able to put them in the spaces, like if you're interested in something, let them fly with it and, and, and go with it. And you never know. Um, it, it's, it's important for them to do that. Another piece that I that took away that they touched on was creating systems. Um, and it's probably mm -hmm. something we could talk about later in a different podcast, but not only creating systems within uh, the career or, or your business sense, but also creating systems within yourself and creating systems within your family unit. There's always different ways to create systems. And that, what the system does, it creates consistency. It, it limits and it also limits the, the unexpected as well. Um, so we can talk about that in a different podcast, but um, definitely some some real information that these uh, people dropped. And I kind of wanted to put it in a sense of black males um, because uh, one, obviously all three of them were black males. So they were obviously speaking from that experience. But um, I, I think a lot of our black men out here need to hear um, success stories. They need to hear the mm -hmm. blueprint of how these people made it because there's not a lot of people like that in certain communities that like when I grew up, there was no successful black people like there was no black men that were successful so for us to be able to create that um at least a little bit of space for that i think could be powerful so hopefully this information can get spread um throughout and it and, and obviously it doesn't have to necessarily just be black men the information is universal but i just put it in that lane to speak specifically to them so that was our podcast there um we're gonna wrap it up on a little bit of lighter note um you know i took it personal earlier and i'm thinking and reflecting back on it I should have taken it personal. I think I should have taken that <laughs> personal. You won't be looking at me like that. Like, like you don't belong here. <laughs> all right, well, well, first of all, let me say this. Uh, stop staying in them cheap hotels, man. Stop doing that to yourself. You don't have to worry no, about food. The hotel wasn't cheap at all, right? So it was, the, you know, I got the sweet joint at a decent hotel. Like, it wasn't like a cheap one. I just got was a sweet Five stars? Pie. Five stars? Was it five stars? It was four and a half, actually. <laughs> wasn't five. But you're a five star dude, man. Stop, stop going to yourself. I ain't got Kareem money yet. <laughs> I'm working on. So I don't know. I, Jamie, I should have took a personal or no? No, I don't think you. <laughs> I should have. No. I mean, maybe I a little bit. Yes. Tell them the truth. Tell them to stop staying in cheap hotels. Tell the truth. I'm sure lovely wherever it was but <laughs> you supposed to have a, you supposed to have a hotel room where you can check out on the tv and go home that's what you're supposed to do you ain't got to see nobody stop dropping all them keys at the desk it's true, it's true. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> no <laughs> um, anyway we're gonna wrap this wrap this one up. yes sir we appreciate everybody for being on. And um, as usual, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, mm -hmm. Google Play, 
YouTube, yada, yada, yada. Um, and hopefully you'll be following us at a conference or speaking engagement or consulting situation near you. We got some things lined up. Um, mm -hmm. We're just going to keep working, man. That's all. And uh, to everybody that's out there, stay proud.